Welcome to our online church service. Thank you for joining us today. If you're joining us for the first time, a special welcome to you. Recently, we've been looking at the topic, or rather, the vision for the year, which is built to last. If you have missed any of those sermons, please do go through our sermons list. You'll find the previous sermons. Today, we will receive an awesome message from Pastor Kulu. She'll just touch on the topic of a faith that is built to last. Before we get into that, um, Ausbusi will give us the offering message. Do enjoy the service. Be blessed. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, family. I bring you greetings wherever you are today. And I'm so excited that you have taken time to join us in our worship service. I hope you are well. I really do hope that you are doing well. And I hope that your families are also doing well at this time. It has been um, a few roller coaster weeks. Thankfully, the numbers have declined significantly. And thankfully, we are in sort of like a place of calmness at this time. If you are still struggling and if you are still um, in a very heavy place, our thoughts are with you today and we pray that God, the God of comfort himself, will surround you with peace in the times that you are in. As I thought of how to encourage you today, I found myself reading Psalm 40. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He, sent, he set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. I encourage you to read the whole chapter because I do feel that there's so much more than we have time for. Now, as I was reading the scripture, I started to think of how God describes himself as the Alpha and the Omega. And I started to think how when we look at our past, we all have testimonies of how God has kept us, of how God has lifted us from the mud and the mire that we have found ourselves in, how God has healed us from sickness, how God has provided and put food on our table. And then when we think of the present, David here says, you have given me a new song, a new song to sing. You know, this is a, for me a picture of this is what we should be doing right now. We need to sing a new song. And what is our new song based on? Our new song is based on what God has already done for us. Our new song is almost like a chant to say he has saved us. He has saved us. He is still saving us even right now. Because if you sing a song like that, it puts hope for today. And don't we all need hope for today? And when we think of the future, the psalmist goes on to say, many will see what he has done and be amazed. This shows that we still have hope in what God is still able to do. 
We still have hope that our future song will still be one of praise. We still have hope that through our testimonies, many people will trust in the Lord. Many people will be drawn to the Lord. And many of us have testimonies of how we have been able to tithe even during this season and how God has provided even during this season. And for many, they've not been able to tithe. They haven't earned a salary, but there has been food on their table during the season that we're in. So today I want to encourage you. It's great to have a gift of hindsight, but today I want to challenge you to have a gift of foresight. Foresight in God's ability to provide for you. Foresight in God's ability to heal you and to protect you and your family. And as you give to God's work this morning, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, be encouraged in God's faithfulness, in the fact that He has no equal, in the fact that His wonderful deeds cannot be counted. They are that many. They are more than what we can count. God bless you as you give. The details will appear on your screen, and may you be truly, truly kept under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Good morning. Today is a very special day, and we are all going to be participating in something very special, which is baby blessing. So in a moment, I'm going to be joined by Jesse Tinevimbo and Celeste Matida Ishe Sitole with their mother. And then after that, I'm going to be joined by Nuntigele Siziba with her parents. And we thank God that even in these uh, extremely difficult and trying times, that we can still see His goodness and grace uh, through the gifts that He gives us, um, which are children in this case. And it is important for us to understand what it is that we are going to be doing today, uh, what it means and what it does not mean. Parenting is a privilege and a responsibility uh, for us to be able to care for the children that God has given us. And in this case, it is the parents that are going to join me. And today, these parents recognize that privilege and responsibility and are making a commitment to God before His church, which is you and I, to bring up the children under their care in the ways of the Lord. And so I will end by praying a prayer of blessing over the children as well as to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit upon the parents as they take this responsibility seriously. So what this doesn't mean, what we are about to do doesn't mean that these children are now Christians or that the prayer that we pray will automatically make them Christian when they grow up. These children will still have to make their own decision concerning uh, the choice that they have to make either to accept or to reject the offer of salvation when they are old enough to be able to understand. All right, with all of that out of the way, I'm going to now ask uh, the first family to join me. And so they are going to first start by introducing themselves and then I'm going to ask them some very important questions. Good morning, church. Thank you very much, Pastor, for giving us this opportunity. My name is Priscilla Setole, mother to Jesus Setole, 
Ajasi Tinerimbo Setole and Celeste Matida Ishistole. With me is my eldest sister, Valerie Musekewa. Thank you, Pastor. All right. So I'm going to ask uh, you, uh, since you are the parent who is here, uh, you, uh, some very uh, simple but very important questions. And the first question is, do you recognize your child as the gift of God and give heartfelt thanks to God for his blessings? Yes, I do. Secondly, do you uh, here today dedicate your child to the Lord who gave him, who gave them to you? Yes, I do. Um, do you this day pledge as, as the mother of the children that you will bring up your children in the discipline and instructions of the Lord? Yes, I do. Lastly, do you here this day ask God's blessing upon your children's life to guide, guard, and direct your children through all of their lives? Yes, I do. All right, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that each and every child is a blessing from you. I, together with uh, the mother of these children, ask you for your blessing upon their children. We ask that you guide, that you guard, that you direct, and that you lead these children throughout all of their life. I also pray for the mother here today, that you give her the wisdom as she endeavors to bring up these children in your ways. I pray that the Holy Spirit may help her in this very important task. In your name and yours alone, we pray now and forevermore. Amen. 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 You can take your seat. And then I'm going to call the Sizibas to come and join me. Hi. <laughs> yes, please just introduce yourselves and yeah. Okay, um, we'd like to create the church in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm Zbusiso Siziba. I'm with my wife, um, Michelle, and our daughter, um, Nonsigelelo, um, Stephanie Siziba. All right, so the same questions now to you. Do you here today recognize this child as the gift of God and give heartfelt thanks to God for his blessings? Do you here this day dedicate your child to the Lord who gave her to you? Yes, we do. And do you here today pledge as parents that you will bring up your child in the discipline and the instructions of the Lord? Yes, we do. And lastly, do you here this day ask God's blessings upon your child's life to guide, to guard, and direct your child through all of her life? Yes, we do. All right, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that each and every child is a blessing from you. And so I today, together with the parents of Nontigelelo, ask you for your blessing upon her life. We ask that you guide, that you guard and direct her through all of her life. I also pray for her parents, that you give them the wisdom as they endeavor to bring up their child in your ways. I pray that the Holy Spirit may help them in this very important task. In your name and in your name alone we pray. Now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats. So uh, the other special thing that is happening today is that uh, today, which is Sunday, 
is the last Sunday that the Sizibas are uh, with us here in Pulukwane. So this coming week, they will be relocating together with their family uh, to uh, now go and live in Johannesburg. So it is a little bit of a happy, sad moment because uh, we are happy for them, for the opportunity that is opening up for them in a much bigger city. But it is sad for us, you know, because uh, we are losing friends, we are losing members in our family. But uh, nonetheless, in the greater scheme of things, we understand that uh, this is about them and we are happy for them and we release them with our blessings, with open arms, that they may go well and that God may continue to bless them uh, as they now uh, move into this next chapter and next season in their lives. Let's just pray for them. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord God, that it is you, Father, who opens doors that no one can shut in our lives and that it is you, Father God, who also shuts doors that no one can open. Your word says, Father God, that every good gift comes from above. So we thank you so much, Father God, for this open door, this next opportunity uh, for, for the Suzibas as they are uh, moving to Johannesburg. We thank you, Father God, that this is something that has come from you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for um, all the opportunities, Father God, that they will be able to enjoy in Johannesburg. And we pray, Father, for them, that you continue to bless them, that you continue to protect them, that you continue to go with them into everything that uh, is coming their way in Johannesburg. We pray, Father God, uh, that you may continue to use them in the people that they will be living around in community, in the people that they will be working with, that they may continue to be a light and a salt, Father God, in the lives of those people, that they may benefit those people, and that they may be used by you, Father God, to continue to lead people into a living relationship with you. We pray, Father God, that you continue to use them to, to demonstrate your goodness, to demonstrate your love to people who are far from you and to people that do not know you. We pray for all this in Jesus' Jesus Christ, mighty name. We thank you, Father God, for the time that we have had with them here, Lord God, that it has been a pleasant time, that they've been a blessing uh, in the life of the church. We pray that as they move as well, that they may continue to be a blessing in whatever church family that you're going to lead them into. In Jesus Christ, mighty name. Amen. Good morning, church family. I hope that everyone is well and healthy. Thank you for allowing us as People's Church to minister into your life once again this morning, wherever that you find yourself watching. You know, we really thank God for technology. We thank God that we are able, you know, to still do church even in these difficult condi conditions because of technology. You know what? I will be the first to admit that online service cannot be compared to in-person in service. You know, in in-person service, we get to sing together. We get to pray together. We get to even um, respond to the messages together during our one-minute mingle. We just love on each other. We embrace each other. But you know what? You and I have adapted so well to our reality, difficult as it is. So let us continue to make the most out of our online church experience. And I know we may be a little bit tired, but we have to continue disciplining ourselves. The same way that you and your family will just you know, get ready and put the effort into getting ready for our in-person service on a Sunday morning, I'd like to encourage you to put in the same effort in terms of getting ready for the online church service. As, and as we may all know, 
Um, the theme for this year has already been launched, has already been introduced. It's an exciting theme. It's called Build to Last. And today, I will actually be preaching along the same thing, a faith that's built to last. And you know what? We have been going through a season of shaking, you know, because of the pandemic. We have, been, we have just been shaken. We have been redirected. We have been disturbed. We have been interrupted. We have been shifted and so on. So having a faith that is built to last is essential, especially in these times. But before we go further into the word, I'll just like to pray for the word this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, your word that is alive and active, O Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, thank you for being in our midst this morning, O Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you may just continue to minister into our lives, O Heavenly Father. Everyone that is watching, everyone that is listening, O Heavenly Father, I pray that your word may be able to meet each and every person where they are, that your word may just be able to meet everyone at their deepest need, Father God. I pray that it may just continue to transform us, that it may continue to change us in our everyday lives father god i pray for all of this in the mighty living name of jesus christ and everyone said amen so this morning my main scripture will be found in psalms 92 verse 12 and it reads as follows the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in lebanon Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. You know, throughout the, the Old Testament, you hear a lot about palm trees and how they are used as a description for something. And in this portion of scripture that we have just read, you know, a palm tree is used as an imagery to describe believers. And this is because of the kind of species that a palm tree is. And in the verse that we have just read now, it says that the righteous flourish like a palm tree. And you know, righteousness, it's not something that we are naturally born with, no. But rather it is a gift from God to us. In fact, there is nothing that warrants you and I to be to be, to be called the righteousness of God, but this is a gift that we were freely so given by God. And this is how, I like how Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 21. It reads like this. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. How beautiful is that? That, you know, there was a form of an exchange that happened at the cross where Jesus took what rightfully belonged to us, what rightfully belonged to you and I, and he took all of that upon himself. He made all of that his, you know. He took the sin. He took the shame, the brutality, the anguish that we were supposed to, 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 to just enjoy, and, but he took all of that. He completely took our unrighteousness so that you and I can become righteous today. So you and I are the righteousness of God that flourish like a palm tree. And the word of God tells us that we will flourish, but not only flourish, but we will flourish like palm trees. 
So I took some time to actually study palm trees, and this, this made me go back into my biology notes, you know. Since we are being compared, or rather likened to palm trees, I thought it would be good, it would be essential if we just um, study what, what this palm tree is, you know, just go a level deeper into understanding what a palm tree is. And if you do your study, you will actually find that a palm tree is a very unique, you know, tree. It's a very peculiar kind of a tree amongst other trees amongst other trees. And one of the things that is well known about this particular tree, which brings me to my first point, is that it can survive harsh conditions. And you know what? That already tells me that this is a tree that is built to last. And our righteousness, our faith is likened to that tree. So when you continue studying this particular species, you will find out that the roots of this tree can grow as deep as six meters, which means they are able to retain water for survival, you know, in case of harsh conditions that they may find, their, that they may find um, themselves in, you know, and these hard harsh conditions, they can be extremely hot weather conditions, they can be extremely cold weather conditions, but they still find themselves being able to flourish. Why? Because their roots that penetrate so deep are able to absorb water that is enough to sustain them later on when they find themselves around harsh conditions. So the palm tree is actually, you know, when you continue studying about it, you learn that it's dependent on its root system in order for it to thrive, in order for it to survive. So the roots are actually what sustains it in the long run, no matter what it goes through in the process, which is why you find that, you know, there are other trees that are not able to flourish or thrive for that long because they have a shallow root system. And when you look at, you know, just studying trees, you'll find that, you know, one of the harsh conditions that they may go through can be weather, can be diseases, and so on. But for you and I, the pandemic right now is our harsh condition, you know, that we are faced with right now, where we just, you know, experiencing, you know, a form of shaking, a form of disturbance, where we are experiencing interruptions from all angles of life. But you know what? You and I, we need to remain standing. For us, our root system, the one thing that we need to hold on to and depend on, that we, we ought to depend on to thrive and to flourish in our lives is just to be disciplined in our private spiritual life. We have to immerse ourselves in God's word. We have to continue to meditate on God's promises, you know, remind ourselves constantly on some of the promises that God says about our lives. We need to remind ourselves of that. We need to continue to spend time with God, whether we feel like it or not. You know, these are some of the things that we need to be rooted in that will sustain us when we find ourselves in, hard con in harsh conditions, that will sustain us even now during this pandemic that we are faced with. Knowing that our foundation is anchored in the supremacy of Jesus Christ and that that foundation is actually built 
to last, that no matter how harsh the conditions or the situations we find ourselves in, we need to just lift our eyes off those conditions, off those situations, and remember who we are anchored in, and remember whom our foundation is found in, and look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So if you and I are rooted in the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ, we will not be controlled by the seasons we find ourselves in. In 2 Corinthians 4 verses 8 to 10, it reads as follows. We are hard pressed on every side, afflicted, pressured in every angle, in every dimension, but yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. So I don't know what's blowing in your direction this morning or this week or this month. I don't know what's being shaken, but what I do know is that the creator created you and I with a wind in mind, that he created us with a form of shaking in mind, with a form of, you know, harsh condition or a storm in mind. And I'd like to believe that we are actually in that season now. If you continue studying the palm tree, you will find that it can actually bend to the point where it's almost touching the ground, but without it breaking. It can tilt, you know, during harsh conditions, during storms, but then afterwards it goes back to its original posture where it remains standing upright. You know, palm trees, palm trees cannot remain tilted forever. They have to, at some point, go back to their original posture because they were tilted, you know, to avoid the storms, to avoid all those harsh conditions. Which tells me that palm trees were created with the capacity to bend in mind, that they were created with these harsh conditions in mind, that they are actually simply resilient. And the same applies to you and I. God created us knowing that we will be hard-pressed. You know, he created us knowing that at some point, you know, we'll be crushed, we'll be perplexed, we'll be persecuted. We find that in the scriptures. He created us, you know, with a pandemic in mind. And he is not devising a backup plan now. He created us with all these hard, harsh conditions in mind. And he knew that we will experience, you know, bending at some point, you know, we'll experience a form of shift, but we will not break. So you and I can bend because of everything that is happening around us, you know, and that's fine because we are allowed to feel what is happening, but we cannot afford to break. We cannot afford to forsake our faith. We cannot afford to give up. We cannot afford to, to, to not stand up and try again. We can get knocked out every now and then, but we can't remain in that state forever. At some point, we need to rise. At some point, we need to stand up again and try again and again. Why? Because we were built to be resilient. We were built to endure. We were built to be tough, to be tenacious, to be strong, to be steady, to be secure. And here is a verse in Proverbs um, 24, verse 16, that just seals everything for me. It reads as follows. 
The righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. So we may fall, but we need to rise again and again. And the second part of Psalms 92 verse 12 says that, and they will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Um, and this is referring to us, the righteousness of God. You know, it says that, you know, we will flourish like palm trees, but grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And, you know, Lebanon in the Bible is known as a place where the best, the tallest and the largest and, you know, some of the strongest cedars grow to which us, the righteous, are actually being compared, are actually being likened to. And the cedars, you know, they're actually known to be extremely long, long-lived. They express, you know, ideas of majesty, of durability, of incorruptibility, and of stability. So you and I, we also need to grow in the same line since we are being compared to that. Another thing that is well known for palm trees, which brings me to my second point, is that they have an interconnected root structure. Root structure, you know, some of the reasons why palm trees can last as long as they do, it's because their roots are connected to each other. They are connected to one another. You know, you find that, you know, in most cases, they actually grow in clusters. You know, they flourish more when they are growing in those clusters and their roots are able to remain intertwined to each other, which means that they are not easily uprooted because if you want to uproot one, you find that this one's roots are actually connected to the next one and the next one is connected to each other. That is why their root system is regarded as interconnected, which means that they stand a better chance to survive because they are interconnected to each other. So you and I, we also need to stay connected to each other. This is why, you know, we have life groups. This is why people have accountability partners. You know, just a form of community to do life with, which is why, you know, people are encouraged to join, you know, or to be part of a local church so that you can be part of a community, a community of believers. And sometime in 2019, we did a series of teaching on the topic, we are better together, making a transition from I to we. And this is because of how important community is, more especially in the life of a believer and the life of a Christian. In Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12, it reads like this. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, there's so much power. There's so much power in community. There's so much power in coming together and doing life as a community, you know, compared to just doing life alone. As we have read, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken as the word tells us, which is why we are encouraged, you know, to intercede for one another, which is why we are encouraged to stand in the gap for one another. The beautiful thing about doing life with a, with a community is that when you are weak, someone is able to carry you. How beautiful is that? That when you are hurting, someone is able to comfort you. That when you have reached the limit and think that this is it, I don't want to do this anymore. Someone is able to hold your hand and walk with you. Someone is able, you know, to say, 
come, let's do this. I am here for you. I will walk this journey with you. So we need to stay connected to each other. Another thing that we can learn from the roots of the palm tree is, is to stay connected to God, to stay connected to our main source, God. And in John 15, verses 5 to 6, this is how it reads. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, we cannot bear fruit by ourselves. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Church, we are encouraged to remain. We are encouraged to continue. We are encouraged to dwell and to abide in Christ. You know, this is a command to remain in Christ, for our faith to remain in him. And as I conclude, I would like to remind you, I would like to remind us, in fact, that no matter how hard or how harsh things get, that you and I, we need to hold on firm to Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, it reads as follows. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, our faith journey will not always be a smooth one, which is fine, because the scriptures, they actually prepare us for that. In our salvation, we rejoice, but once in a while, we find ourselves going through various trials so that our faith can be tested. So we ought to remain standing because, because our faith was built to last. And here are a few things to ponder on this morning. And one is to continue to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. And secondly, do not do life in isolation. I would like to encourage you to connect to other people that will build you, you know. Connect to other people that will hold your hand, you know, that will pray and cry with you. You know, connect to people that, you know, you will regard as your accountability partners that will hold you accountable. And at the end of it all, at the end of this journey, this is what you and I need to say. This is how it reads in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And most importantly, I have kept the faith. So church, remain in the faith. And you know, maybe there's someone here who is just, you know, feeling tired, who is feeling weary, who is feeling like they are done. I would like to encourage you with these words from a song by Elevation Worship. And this is how it goes. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from a well? Jesus is calling. Leave behind your regrets. Leave behind your mistakes. Come today 
there is no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. So church, be encouraged this morning. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your Sunday and the rest of the week. Stay blessed. What a wonderful message. Thank you for that message, Pastor Kulu. Thank you for your time and effort in preparing that message. I really love the example of the palm tree and how it is a tree that is able to survive through different conditions, not only because it's deeply rooted in the ground, but because it's interconnected with other trees through the roots, which makes it hard for one to you know, pull it out from the ground. I hope that we can get something from this message, and that is we should be deeply rooted in the Word of God, and we should be interconnected with each other, making it hard for anything else to pull us out. Thank you for that. I am blessed by that message, and I hope you are too at home. Please have a blessed week, and we hope to see you next week as we continue to build our faith and grow stronger. Have a blessed week. Goodbye.